rules for fostering an awesome friendship. Um, desperation. I about to say, I was just going to say <laughs> desperation. No, but in the sense of like, I would say my rule for fostering awesome relationships is because I didn't come in with any sort of intention. Like my best relationships. Frankly, oh, like meeting the person you yeah. weren't like, you're going to be my best friend. No, or, okay. or just like instantly making the snap judgments. I tend to judge people quickly. Just a little bit of a problem I have. Yep. But like all of my best friendships. Literally opposite. Yeah. Come <laughs> from when I've been like absolutely desperate. I have no friends. So I have no place to judge. So I'm just going to be more open minded. So you had to be me. I did. I did have to be you. And those by far have worked out to my best relationships. All right. So just realizing we sound exactly the same, but I have a guest here, my sister and my best friend. Welcome, Amanda. Oh, thank you. Yeah. Can you tell that's a different voice? It's a completely different voice. It's exactly the same. It's exactly the same. Can't even, can't even tell the <laughs> and the lap's not going to get any better. No, it's it's going to be exactly the same as well. No, it's not. When we were younger, everyone always thought we were twins. And now when we were younger, well, I guess kind people of. still think that we're twins. Yeah. So I don't think it's mu- that much different. All right. So we are going to get into the rules of life, which was kind of the point of this um, episode. But before we get into that, I did recently talk about my journey to Atlanta. It's so weird looking you in the eyes talking I, about I was, say, I was thinking the same thing, like, because we're having a regular conversation, yeah. but I don't think we yeah. normally have this much of intense no, no. eye contact this is like in most super like I think you need to put real housewives in the background so I have a screen to look at I like, feel like I have a social worker looking at me right now <laughs> well <laughs> all right anyway so um I real quick so you've been in Atlanta for a month before me right December you came in December yeah yeah so okay almost seven months and what do we think I don't know why I didn't move here sooner Arizona could never Arizona would never <laughs> You guys don't even understand. We've been saying this for the last couple of weeks because it is what I think the hottest has been is 90 degrees. Yeah. And like it's been sweaty, but I can't like these people think that it's 105. Yeah. They've never been in Satan's oven. It's mm-hmm. not 105. It's a brisk 85. Yeah. And I mean, it's it's clammy. I'm sweatier than I normally am. Yeah. We, it's a little dewy. It's a little bit, you know, yeah. but I mean, that just means I have a better glow. <laughs> <laughs> But uh, it's better than my skin trying to crawl off my body. Yeah. So I'll take it. Yeah. So we're loving the summer. Oh, my hair. Totally different cool. scenario. Curls. Oh, the, didn't the volume. Your skin, didn't your skin get really good when you first got out here? That's what happened when I moved to Florida. Like the humidity did so much to my skin. I mean, my elbows are less ashier. <laughs> So we're saving money on lotion. I don't even have to use any lotion. And so is my son's. Like his skin was like crackly. I thought he had eczema. And it's like, no, his skin just didn't like Arizona. Now his skin is what a four-year-old should be. Luscious. Yeah. All right. So we love Atlanta. Mm-hmm. Well, compare, so, compared to Arizona. Absolutely. Um, so if you didn't catch that, she has a child and she's married. The literal opposite of me. <laughs> <laughs> So, so that's why the rules of life will be a little fun because we're very similar in um, how we think, but we've experienced life so differently. Oh, and I pretty much didn't date. Yeah, again, complete. She doesn't even know the dating pain. No, I got married. Well, no, I, I started dating my husband in high school and never dated anyone after that. So, so I haven't dated technically. Was blessed with the opportunity of never being tortured of the ups and downs of dating. Before and after dating apps. All the above. Mm. You never had to worry about first dates. No. Nope. First date jitters. Never had to worry about. My first date was set up by my freshman friend. 
Yeah, you never have to worry about meeting friends all over again, meeting family all over again. No. What are we many times over? Oh, God. I got to trust you because I can't put my last relationship on you, but I'm also terrified to do this again. Yeah, but that's what childhood trauma is for, so it doesn't make a difference. <laughs> that's true. That's that, one, true. that one I still relate to, just that's, in, that's in true, different that's places. True. That's true. I'm like seriously curious about how this is going to sound after I'm editing and like, will there be any kind of difference in our voices maybe in just like the cadence of our voice like anything like will people be able to tell the difference i could put on my social work voice don't do that (laughs) (laughs) don't do that thank you so much i really appreciate that yeah no she was very um specifically today i heard her on the phone and she said wonderful and she was like oh wonderful and I was like, who are you? Like, so that's not even what my husband says about my airline attendant voice. So there's like the social work voice. And then there's my airline attendant voice is when I record videos for work. So like there's a, <laughs> I have multiple layers here. Do you want to do the the trend? I mean, we can try. Okay. I only had those two and they were off air. So they're probably not even funny now. Maybe, but I didn't give you my number. It's true. The trend that we're talking about is that he's a 10, but so we're obviously the point is you, if you haven't followed, if you live under a rock, or you just don't follow social media. Um, so someone's going to say he's a 10, but he, I don't know. Hates Chinese food. Hates Chinese food. And you're supposed to rate him according to that information. So you are going to do that for me as a, a guy I would date. How about I give you, since you're married, he's a 10, but you're judging it based off of for me. Ooh, interesting. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Okay. This is going to go all sorts of sideways. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. All right. So we're just warming up here. Um, okay. So he's a 10 and he's divorced from a second wife. Divorced from his second wife? Yes. Making you a third wife? Making me a third. Listen, I know you like them divorcees, but like that's a four. He's a four. That's third wife is too far. Vanessa Lachey, we bl- we love her. We stand her. But she's a second wife. That's too far. True, true. So by the way, there is no shade on divorced men. I've recently decided that I think divorced men are my type. I think it's a good type for you. But very specifically, divorced There's still a lot of boxes. (laughs) Yeah, Air Force divorced men um, in transition. Children under 10. Yeah, children under 10. That's apparently been my type in 2022. Um, And then Vanessa, Vanessa Lachey just made being a second wife sound like goals. Yeah. So... No, All right, so third wife, too much. Okay, too far. Too far. Okay, go. You go. I'll do the ones that I did earlier. Okay. So he's a 10, but he skips leg day. That's going to have to be a three. <laughs> I mean, that's actually kind of high. I, I know. I was being pretty generous, but I was like trying to picture it. Like I really was trying to picture a guy who doesn't do legs, and I was like... And not someone who's like genetically not inclined to get yeah, large yeah. calf muscles. I'm talking like literally a, like doesn't... Like a SpongeBob, but like he built himself that way. It, absolutely, on yeah, purpose. Yeah, no, that, that's... Three is being kind. It's really being kind. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Okay. Um, he's a 10, but he doesn't love the city. This one's hard because depending on what day you talk to me, I'm either like farm life, future wife, or I'm like city all the way. You know what? I'll go reasonable and be like, he's a six, you know, because okay. I mean, like maybe we could work with that adaptable yeah it depends it really i mean like it's like i would like to learn about goats like is he coming in with a pre-knowledge of like what it's like well like how i'm assuming that if you're not in the city you must be a farmer (laughs) (laughs) well that's because the suburbs sound like hell to us but that's just me and you they really do okay we literally saw a meme the other day that said 35 in a suburb 45 35 in a city 22 and like the math's right can't explain it but it makes sense and that's my dream okay i have a lot of dreams for when i age and i think it's city life so sorry you know suburbs it's cool yeah just not for me Fair enough. I had one for you and I already forgot. Oh, no. 
<laughs> He's a 10, but he doesn't like animals. Oh, that is not even on the list. That mm-hmm. is below zero. Okay. I have another one for you, though. Okay. He's a 10, but he says you can only have one pet. He can fuck himself. <laughs> <laughs> I am not even going to dignify that with a rating. (laughs) Oh, how about this one? He's a 10, but he only likes birds. Okay. Only likes birds and won't do other animals. Yeah. Like he, I mean, no, but like he likes birds. He likes a lot of birds. I'll say that's a 10. Birds. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just an animal lover. As long as I have all my other animals, have your birds. That's fine. I'm never going to be able to come to your house. (laughs) Between the asthma attack from the cats I mean, and now birds. I'm not going to lie. There was a time where I was thinking of getting a bird, like a parrot, and training it. No. I wanted to train it every time I'd walk in to say, like, good morning, beautiful. Well, here's a little medical <laughs> social work for you. Uh-huh. Do you know that if you get a bird, if you get a transplant of any sort, you can't have birds because they carry diseases that will ruin your organ? Okay. Well, can't do that then. No birds. All right. Okay. He's a 10, but he lives in Arizona. Oh my God. He's not even, he's a zero. He's an absolute zero. No way. Mainly because I'm not going back. Like, <laughs> I I, okay. It's about me. It's not about like Arizona. Yeah. Fine. I have people there that I still love, but I'm not going back. I know. And like, if you go somewhere, I'll likely follow. So, yeah. <laughs> so you're like, we're not going I back. I mean, that's how we got here. So exactly how we here we are. Here. Have you told them this story of how, no. how you yield all the power? No, let's tell that story and then we'll get into the game. Okay. We've always said that we wanted to live near each other, you know, just very like, oh, ha, 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 we'll live down the street, blah, blah. Okay, and my husband knows this. He knows that I want to live near my sister. But um, Christine, COVID happens, lockdown. She's working remote, living her best life. And she's like, I'm finally going to move. And I'm just going to sell my house right now in the middle of a pandemic and move to Miami. That's so weird. The world shut down. And I was like, this is the perfect time to leave. Christine, that's, <laughs> that is... The epitome of me? Exactly. Like, you <laughs> yeah. don't actually like people... I know. All so that true. much. You like so people true. in certain doses. So makes complete sense. Yeah. yeah. Christine was one of those weirdos that thrived Absolutely. in the pandemic. Okay. But um, so she moves to Miami. And when she moved, she's like, I don't really want to move back to Arizona. I'm just going to bounce around. And me and my husband are like, I mean, that's cool. That sounds like fun. We considered van life for a second with our small child. And then it was like, okay, well, we're in a pandemic. We're locked in. Our kid's getting bigger. We can't go anywhere. And so we're just like, wait a minute, wait a minute. Why do we live here? And all of a sudden we're like, well, maybe we should follow Christine to the Southeast or just somewhere else. I just remember one day, actually, when... I made the decision to leave. Everyone always said they were going to leave and like, yeah, yeah. But there was like comfort knowing that everyone was still back in Arizona because I was like, you know, if this doesn't work out or if I change my mind, I always can go back to Arizona. And then when you were like, we're leaving, I was like, fuck, I really got to commit to this. And then when mom and dad were like, yeah, we're leaving. And I was like, oh, shit. Like, I can't go back now. It was a mass exodus, <laughs> yeah. okay? Because me and my husband were like, we're going to move. We thought we were going to move to Florida too. Surprise, we're now in Atlanta. But we told my parents and they're like, well, Christine's over there. If you're going to move, why are we staying? And so then they're like, okay, we're moving then. And so then at this point, it became like a battle of chicken. Like if someone <laughs> if someone broke it, you were going to be the ultimate loser. And we were all committed to moving. So I, I just love how my entire life I've gotten shit, not from you, but from my from dad and my just in general of like being the adventurous sure the adventurous one because it's not spontaneous yeah yeah we're not I'm not spontaneous I'm adventurous but and then I do this and everyone's like 
oh cool i'm gonna do it too and i was like wait 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 <laughs> wait wait <laughs> see Hold that's why second. we just said she's not spontaneous because the second we all jump on her plan she's like skirt skirt yeah wait a minute i didn't commit yet yeah yeah i wasn't ready for that but anyway then we were talking on the phone one day and suddenly i, re- I do remember your plan changed from tampa to nashville and you were debating on nashville mm-hmm. just kind of uncertain because we're like diversity we want diversity i wasn't sure where i was going to go next and i was coming off of my lease in uh greenville and I, I still don't know who really brought it up first. I did. I said, why don't you consider Atlanta? You talked about, like, because you had talked about Atlanta before. Yeah. And you were saying specifically you, Greenville was too small. Yeah. And so you wanted, like, another big place to go. And so we're like, why don't you go to Atlanta? And I started listing all the reasons why you would like it. And then you literally just looked straight at me and said, why don't you go to Atlanta? Yeah. And then we were all like, probably like, ah, fuck you. Then we don't know what happened all of a sudden. I think we set a moving date like a couple of months later. <laughs> pretty much, pretty much. And here we are. Yep. That's the story. Okay. So let's get into the rules of life. So if you guys listened to the last episode, I did this game with Ramon and um, each card has a different rule and it's different categories of life. And wh- how we're going to play it is before we tell the rule, we're going to tell a story on how we came up with the rule. Okay. 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 Deep, funny combo. It could be, yeah, whatever, whatever, whatever comes up. It'll probably be a combo. Okay. So I'll start again. If you aren't following, this is Christine talking. (laughs) If you've got lost in that. Okay. Oh, this is perfect. Rules for hangovers. Oh, I'm supposed to answer this one? You're supposed to answer this one. Oh, okay. I actually have a story for this one. Yeah, okay. Or I don't know if it's a story. Regardless. Experience. I have an experience. I do have a rule for a hangover. And, you know, hangovers. They happened. They were awful. I thought for a while that, like, bagel sandwiches were my go-to. And then I hit my 30s. And a bagel sandwich (laughs) was not going to do it for me. And, like, a wine hangover is a totally different experience. It's the worst. It's a different experience. And in my 30s, that's all I drank. So, and still pretty much drink. So I don't know what happened, but we eventually started carrying those liquid IV powdered drinks in the house. I really don't know why we had those, but we had them. And one day. Yeah. I, why did you have those? You guys aren't healthy like that. Oh, no, I know. It <laughs> honestly might have been from breastfeeding. Oh, OK. OK. I, that might have been what say, led me like, to have them. Yeah. Not sure. Honestly, it was probably because, you know what it probably was? Because working in the hospital, I didn't drink enough water. And oh, so I was trying to sense. like, I that don't know, pee sense. more than once a day. Yeah, that makes sense. So that could have been it. Anyway, had them in the house and brutal hangover. I don't even know where I came from, but I thought I'm going to, my son was born. So he was born. My husband's at work mm-hmm. and I have to take care of our child. <laughs> I'm exhausted. <laughs> so I put one of those in my drink chug it like throw it back and it's like 16 (laughs) ounces you're supposed to drink i threw it all back and then poured myself a cup of coffee i felt like a new woman like i was (laughs) ready for the day it's like i didn't have a speck of alcohol in my body the day prior let alone woke up hungover and ever since then that is how i recover from drinking is liquid IV doesn't even matter what you eat it's it's all about the electrolytes like i'm sure pedialyte like there's a reason why college kids did that i just didn't do that yeah oh my god it's a lifesaver i even recovered recently from day drinking to proceed <laughs> to continue night drinking by doing what you did like an intermission i liquid. did an intermission liquid iv and that is That's how actually really smart because i mean i got i went home if i go home i'm not going back out yeah and i'm i'm guilty of not drinking water when i'm drinking alcohol like it's almost like i can only have one liquid to drink at one time I try my hardest, but my belly gets so full. <laughs> like, that's my problem. I just get so full. Oh, my goodness. So, liquid IV. If you haven't already done it for a hangover, you're missing out. You can get that at Target. 
or Amazon. I prefer Amazon because you get a much bigger pack. Oh, yeah, there you go. I mean, I don't know how much you're planning on drinking, but I'm just saying. They're good <laughs> to have around. They're also good for our sweaty walks after living in Atlanta. Okay. You ready? Yeah. Rules for forgiveness. Oh. Well, I feel like... Let's define forgiveness first. <laughs> well, I will say, I feel like something I've learned in the last year maybe that I hold a grudge. I actually didn't realize I held a grudge. But I think that's because I masked it. Kind of what we were talking about before. I masked it with... This isn't a mask, but I think at the time I was masking it with the fact that I'm not very... Um, uh, when it comes to confrontation, I'm not very aggressive. I'm very much like, let's talk about it. And I give people space. Basically, I give them rope to hang themselves. You can look at it that way. But I don't. it's not intentional. It's just I'm just not like that like um, fighter type of person. I'm yeah. just not a fighter. Um, I think at the time, I thought I would mask it with that. Like, oh, I'm cordial. I forgive. So rules for forgiveness. Now, first of all, I don't think you really have to forgive people. I've actually changed that belief that's a hot take for you i know because i i used to always think in order for like forgiveness didn't have to be for the person it could be for yourself which i still stand by that like i forgive for my peace of mind mm -hmm. but i also don't think i have to forgive to have a peace of mind fair enough you could still let go and move past but doesn't yeah. mean you've gone through the act of forgiveness and I, I don't know like i think i also think if you forgive someone you should forget like, like, I don't literally mean you forget the thing ever happened, but this whole, I like the way people say, like, I forgive, but I don't forget to me, that's not forgiveness. If you're going to, if you're going to make a bold, like statement of like, well, I don't forget things. It's like, cause then that means you're going to bring it up later on. Like, mm -hmm. that's kind of how I take it. So I feel like if you're in that place, you're not really forgiving. So just kind of be real with that. And if you're not forgiving, you're not forgiving. Like, I don't know, live with that. I don't know. Does that make sense? Like, no, do it makes you. sense. Do you, boo? I would say, though, too, it's like if you're forgiving and forgetting, that means to me you're trying to hold on to the relationship. So yeah. then maybe that's when you forget. But if you're like, I'm not a forget, I'm not going to forget. Well, then maybe you shouldn't keep that person in your life. Yeah, yeah, Because, yeah. like, you don't want to forget. Well, yeah. Maybe they're not good for you. Yeah. I also think, like, in particularly romantic relationships, <laughs> I don't have many experiences in those in the long term. But, but I do imagine that like if someone truly betrayed me and I tried to make it work, that I would work. I, I think it's fair to actually forgive that person to try and make it work. Well, you have to. Yeah. But I don't think many people really want to forgive someone. I feel like they really want to make someone pay, which is not forgiveness. I mean, that's what therapy's for, though. Yeah, and people don't do that. I mean, like, really, that's what that's what a good couple's therapist is there I know, for you to figure I know. out. Because if you can't forgive, then maybe that means you can't maintain the relationship. And, like, true, that's true. not anybody's fault. It's, it's just, just damaged. It's, yeah, it's, it's just long gone. Yeah. Okay. Um, let's do... Everything is about alcohol with you. Okay. Rules for drunk texting. Quadruple check <laughs> who you're sending it to. And I know we all know this, but, like... I okay I can't see the big E on the eye chart without glasses on okay so <laughs> I'm already operating at a two yeah okay then you add drunk Amanda who also loves everybody when she's <laughs> drunk okay so now I'm operating at a two and a half you also get drunk pretty quickly I get drunk quickly but I also have to be efficient I'm a mother okay <laughs> <laughs> so regardless 
with all of that put together, I cannot tell you how many times I have gone back and check who I am sending this message to because my husband's name starts with an M. You know what also starts with an M? Mom. Okay. <laughs> oh did you accidentally text mom one day? No, I didn't. Okay. I don't think I ever did. Okay. I don't know what I was thinking. But like, about. you know, like those are quick to go. Uh, Christine, one of my best friends' name starts with a K. That could go wrong, right? Yeah. Like there's lots of overlap, unfortunately, in my life with names. <laughs> you know, if, God forbid I knew someone with a D, their name is dad. Like, yeah. And I do. I have girlfriends' name with a D. Yeah. Then we got dad. Yeah. So these names are really close together. I will check the name like 600 times. Oh, 600 times. I think I'm thinking of a time you told me you were drunk at mom's house. When you were staying at mom's one time and she had no idea. You were like hungover. Let me just quickly tell the story. <laughs> this is my first. This is why I won't live in Satan's oven again. My first day drinking experience in Arizona. And it's May. So it's already 90 plus degrees. And I'm not drinking water. And we do slushies. So we go to Sonic. We get slushies. And my dumbass says, I'm going to pour much alcohol in there until I taste it. Oh, God. That's a lot of alcohol That's in like terrible. a 20-ounce slushy. Yeah. So I get obliterated drunk and throw up in the bushes. And it's like <laughs> four in the afternoon, okay? So my husband drives me home, then boyfriend, then boyfriend, people, <laughs> boyfriend, drives me home. Who, by the way, wasn't welcomed. No, because he was, <laughs> I had just negotiated that my boyfriend of, at this point, many years, was allowed to not just stand in the doorway of my bedroom, okay? <laughs> yeah. I had just negotiated that one out of my father. Yeah. So um, he drives me home. I plastered, walk just down the hall, past mom and dad's office, and into my bedroom and just go to sleep. And my boyfriend stays with me while we're watching TV. I wake up at like 8.30, and he's still in there watching TV. And I'm like, oh my God, like, you've been in here the whole time? And he's like, no, I went and had spaghetti with your parents. <laughs> and he left me there and went out in the dining room and had spaghetti with my mom and dad and then came back. And he just told them I was sick. I know. I'm about to say, what did he tell them? He told them I was sick. But you were like unconscious. I was <laughs> unresponsive. That is probably the most drunk I've ever been in my life. I've never been that drunk ever again. Okay. Rules for developing trust in a relationship. Yours are very deep. I know. Um, developing trust. Did you even answer the question that was for me? Oh, rules for, oh, that was for me. Okay, never mind. Sorry. Um, I can't think of a story on... I can think of stories on how uh, trust was broken or trust. That's not what we're going for. No, here. no, I know. I know. <laughs> no, I know. I know. That's not the vibe. Okay. Okay. So I think in the beginning of re any relationship, I think I trust everyone off the bat, which is always my downfall. Absolutely. <laughs> she <laughs> absolutely does. Always my downfall. I mean, it's even her downfall with animals. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I like, I just give everyone the benefit of the doubt that they are a well put together, healthy human being. With her best interests in mind. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> um, I am the opposite. <laughs> yeah, actually. But I okay. Think everyone's trying to kill you. <laughs> so I do. I do trust everyone pretty immediately. And I will say the trust grows as like time goes on. For sure. So there's always growth. But. I will say if trust has been broken, the only thing that can rebuild it is consistency in action. Not at all words. I mean, we'll take that. The question was not how to rebuild trust in a relationship. <laughs> it was developing trust in a relationship. Well, okay. But we'll take that considering I trust yours come instantly developed. You're like yeah. a Polaroid camera. Off well, it is. I will say, okay, but I will say, it, okay, you're probably going to disagree, but hear me out before you disagree. <laughs> I think I do have a good instinct on people, but... 
I have a good instinct on people generally if their heart is good, not necessarily how traumatized they are and how that impacts their trauma and their shitty behavior. I mean, even literally our conversation today during work, I would say I would disagree with that comment. Because <laughs> I literally called out someone's heart today. That's, after no, all this time trying to hold back, okay, like, then maybe you do have, a, you would obviously have a better scope on that person than I would. Maybe I just give people the benefit of the doubt a lot. And maybe it's maybe it's not a trust thing. It's more of like I give people many chances before I'm like, okay, no, you're garbage. Yeah, I mean, where it's, like someone's gotta. Where, but 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 I could probably come to that conclusion ten times of the benefit, like less of the benefit of the doubt, right? Like if I give them twenty chances, probably you could just come to it quicker. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know what I mean? Because like starting off benefit of the doubt, like that's not a toxic trait. Yeah, that's a good trait. But okay, back to the question. I would say, based off of everything I just said, I think how to develop trust is just consistency in action. Oh, if we're going to just generalize it. That seems fair. Yeah. I would not disagree. That was long-winded. To, it took a little while to get You're there. You're going to have a lot of editing to do <laughs> between our tangent stories and this supposed game we're doing in between. Yeah. Okay. Rules for fostering an awesome friendship. Um, desperation. I about to say, I was just going to say <laughs> desperation. No, but in the sense of like, I would say my rule for fostering awesome relationships is because I didn't come in with any sort of intention. Like my best relationships. Frankly, oh, like meeting the person you yeah. weren't like, you're going to be my best friend. No, or, okay. or just like instantly making the snap judgments. I tend to judge people quickly. Just a little bit of a problem I have. Yeah. But like all of my best friendships. Literally opposite. Yeah. Come <laughs> from when I've been like absolutely desperate i have no friends so i have no place to judge so i'm just going to be more open-minded so you had to be me i did i did have to be you and those by far have worked out to my best relationships but okay hold, hold okay. on let's remember i only got like three friends and that's because i make sure to cut everybody else out quickly okay, those were three great christine opportunities absolutely should we so. should i tell the story about my best friend and, and made out of desperation why not this well yeah we got to tell the story to tell the oh, rule that's true. there's a story okay so for sure this is the story um i moved back to arizona that devil place <laughs> um for grad school and i get into the grad school my first class and everybody's talking to each other like they already know each other and i'm like oh my god is it high school in here like how does everybody know each other well apparently there was some sort of orientation the night before and i missed it oh so that's probably why everybody knows each other. <laughs> but anywho, so now I'm mortified because I feel so alone. And we do our stupid, like, introductions. Tell us about yourselves, those awful games. And the girl behind me says that she is from another state. And so I instantly go, boop, boop, boop. <laughs> I'm going to ask that girl to lunch because <laughs> she doesn't come. She doesn't live here. So she knows as probably as least as many people as I do. Basically, you're a predator. I'm a predator. Absolutely. <laughs> I sought her out. Okay. I didn't even look at the girl. I just heard her name and I knew she sat behind me. Okay. <laughs> and so then class is over. And in this grad program, we had like a two and a half hour lunch. Damn. Uh, exactly. So we like scuttle out of the hall, out of the classroom, into the hall. And I finally muster up the energy to probably. Wait, wait. Did you chase her down? Pretty much. I just <laughs> like, because I, I was building up my confidence. And then I finally <laughs> probably whispered behind her ear like, hey, do you want to have lunch with me? <laughs> okay. And she was like, yeah, sure. And I instantly showed her how much of a freak I am because I showed her how I wouldn't talk to strangers. Because she was like, let's ask if there's a cafeteria. I'm like, no. <laughs> She's like, okay, I'll go ask. And she went and asked. <laughs> and somehow, so anyway, no. <laughs> we had lunch. She was nice. And then like two days later, she asked me to be her roommate. 
And that was out of her own situation. She had a roommate bail on her. It was really, really crappy. And I came home and told my husband, we should come up with a name instead of my husband. But um, I come home and I tell him that this girl asked me to be her roommate. And he literally tells me, she sounds like a freak. You shouldn't be friends with her. (laughs) And I'm like, no, but like, she's nice. And I have no friends. So like, I'm going to try and give her a chance. I'm going to pull a Christine. Yeah, there Um, you go. And now she's literally my closest friend in the whole world. See, what would Christine do? I'll get a bracelet. <laughs> WWKD. There you go. Uh, your turn. Oh, this is good. Oh, God. Because do you have a rule? Rules for ghosting. Okay. We were literally talking about blocking people today. So rules for ghosting. Go. Oh. Let me just say, I don't have a rule. Just do it. I was going to say, I can't think of a story. I, I will say it does suck to be ghosted. Okay. Absolutely. I'll refrain. If you're dating someone, don't do it. Just say, I'm not interested. Goodbye. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, if, yeah, I'm all, uh, when we're talking about ghosting, we're specifically going to be talking about ghosting with people that you don't know very well like sure yeah let's maybe do you went on a date maybe you met someone like you really really don't know them well you haven't invested any type of yeah time right. that's what i'm talking about regardless on that front it still sucks to be ghosted sure i can't think of a story honestly i have been ghosted many times i probably have ghosted many times and i when i ghosted at that time in my life it was out of just like it was just uncomfortable to address things but now i'm just kind of like I don't fucking care if I don't want to talk to you. I don't want to talk to you. Like I don't. I don't feel like some people. Like our cousin, for example, she thinks ghosting is a terrible thing, and I'm just kind of like, first of all, if you reach out to me and I don't respond, and you reach out to me again and I don't respond, that's your answer. Yeah. Like, sure, maybe it's shitty of me to not say anything if I don't really know you very well. But at the same time, the answer is still the same. So just take it and move on. Like, I don't what's what's the big what's the big deal? Yeah, I'm not obligated to talk to you. Yeah. But I don't think it's cool when you go someone when you've when you have you've some been on sort a date, of you've yeah. already met them or you have a brief. You have a for friendship, sure. For like, sure. If you've yeah. been on a date, just tell them, hey, I'm not interested. Yeah. Just break up. with Yeah. Them. Very kindly. Barely know them. Whatever. Yeah, I don't. I'm, that wasn't the best answer, but. That's okay. I'm I'm okay with ghosting. Rules for admitting when you're wrong. Oh gosh. Or that you were wrong. Um, well, my rule would be try it sometime. <laughs> First of all, if her husband was on here right now, he would be basking in this question yeah. because he would literally say that she never says stor- sorry. I don't, and that'll be the story <laughs> that I tell. <laughs> is that our child follows after me and will struggle to say he's sorry sometimes. And I mean, actually he says sorry a lot and it's usually for the silliest things, but they're like, I think he says sorry out of people pleasing. Maybe he might, but there was this one time where he could, he was very upset and he didn't want to say sorry and he didn't want to hug before nap time and stuff. And I said, okay, cool. Like talk to you later. Call me if you want to hug or you want to talk more. And he called me like 30 minutes later into the room, said he was sorry and said that that's why he didn't want to hug because he was still upset. So, you know, a lot of identifying emotions. Good for him. And in between all of this, I go and tell my husband this and he says, between the two of you, nobody can say they're sorry. (laughs) (laughs) And he's not wrong. So (laughs) my rules is to get a good therapist. Fair enough. And figure some of that shit out so you can say you're sorry. I now strive to say sorry when I can. And it usually is at least improved in that, like my husband would tell you, it would be like days later and I still wouldn't <laughs> say sorry. Well, or I would 
immediately say I'm not saying sorry. But now I at least can usually once like my physical symptoms calm down, like once I'm physically less angry and like I don't feel all that tension in my body, I can usually then verbalize and I'm sorry. I was going to say, I don't think there's anything wrong with that. That part, that part of like not being able to say sorry on the spot because you're so upset. Like wait till you calm down and then it's like, all right, sorry. But get a good therapist who clarifies for you that saying sorry does not invalidate your feelings. That's really helpful. Work through that part because of... (laughs) Up until about 32. That was a bit of a struggle. <laughs> I'm 32, by the way. <laughs> I didn't know you had that problem. Oh, yeah. You could ask You could ask him. It was it was rough. But honestly, I've gotten a lot better because of um, the little one. Rules for bathroom etiquette at work. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Okay, the story that's coming to mind is Oh, knowledge. I know the story. I know the story. <laughs> So the rules for bathroom etiquette is when more than one piece of those like toilet seat covers come out, don't use all of them. (laughs) Just take the one out of the bunch of five. So in college, um, (laughs) I I, like I was trying to get the toilet seat covers out and like this was when you went to college in Queens too, right? Yeah. Because I remember you like called me or text me later because of course I thought it was the funniest thing ever. I was like, I lived in San Francisco. I vividly remember this story. It was I like barely get embarrassed barely I don't honestly hence think, why she's telling this horrific story yeah I don't even know of a time that I can actually say I was genuinely embarrassed okay so I'm in the bathroom and I pulled out like I was trying to get the covers out and it was like a, a chunk came out I can't exactly tell you how many but it was a good it was thick it was thick okay not how you should describe the toilet seat covers like toilet paper sure we want a good plush experience but the toilet seat covers yeah, so I lay that down. I'm just like, ah, whatever. The flusher's powerful. It won't matter. Because <laughs> you installed I it. I, you know. Yeah, I lay that down. And I go to the bathroom. Uh, I think I just peed. Thankfully, I just peed. Um, thankfully, I just peed. And I remember, I I, I don't know if it's like, I mo- it was a motion, it was a mo- like a sensor flusher. Yeah. And I don't remember if I moved or what, but it flushed while I was going to the bathroom which some of that stuff started, like some of the seat covers started going down. Like it was already like... Questionable. It was already questionable. And so I go to the bathroom, it flushes again, and now (laughs) the water starts to rise. (laughs) The funny thing is I have my pants completely down, the water is starting to rise, and because I keep moving, the flusher keeps going (laughs) off. So the water is now overflowing. And I, ha- I remember wearing Uggs. Thankfully, I was wearing Uggs. <laughs> thankfully. Almost not listen, thankfully because now you got that ring of water listen, at the bottom. I was thankful because if they were sneakers, that water would have soaked right through my feet. Like it didn't soak through my feet. So I was like, if there were like six stalls. People I w- know when we went to college based off the fact that <laughs> people were wearing Uggs. I know. There, if there were like six stalls, I was on the second stall closest to the door. So the water was flooding all down the rest of the one, all down the rest of the um, stalls, like by the window. So not close to the door. This girl comes in. So basically, no toilet was available other than the one next to me. Unless she wanted to go spelunking. Yeah, yeah. This. Uh, so I'm like struggling. Like I'm panicking, getting my pants up, trying to get out of here so I don't like drown in the, in the bathroom. And this girl comes in while I'm in the stall, and she goes in the next one, and I hear her go ew and I'm just like oh my god how do I get out of here and I don't I think she left the bathroom and then I was able to get out but I flooded one of the bathrooms in St. John's University I don't tell anybody 
immediately. I told everyone. No, no, no. I meant like a maintenance oh. staff so they could fucking fix it. Oh, not at all. I wouldn't do that. <laughs> <laughs> so that bathroom could have been flooded for days. It was, it was clean. <laughs> it was nicely clean afterwards, I'm sure. But yeah. So, so yeah, that's my rule. Just only use one sheet of a toilet seat cover, not more than Honestly, one. Honestly, that wasn't the story I was expecting. Which one were you thinking of? About the one time where you were like texting me about how you were popping off in the bathroom <laughs> and then someone came in. Like the, you were at <laughs> work. I think that's happened a lot of the time. <laughs> I think of one time in particular. I think you put it in the group chat. Like, oh, and God. when I say the group chat, I mean the one with our parents. <laughs> My her my parents and my husband is a group chat and she puts all sorts of stories in there. <laughs> I don't remember this one. I do. I think uh, it was when you worked at your current job. Honestly, I feel like it's happened more than once. It probably has. Because <laughs> that time was not clogged due to toilet seat covers. Oh, I don't remember clogging a toilet at work. I'm pretty sure you clogged it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so another fun fact, not embarrassed by toilet bowel movements. Absolutely not. I mean poop we jokes were, are great. We were raised that way. Yeah. Okay. Rules for a long-distance relationship. Oh, you know this well. Don't do them. Oh, my God. <laughs> no. They're so hard. They're awful. You um, weren't even that long distance, though. Yeah, we were. I take great offense to that statement. No, but Let's he saw you every week. In San Francisco. And before that, we were long distance for a year. For Okay. Oh, I don't remember. Let's backtrack the timeline so we can clarify. I went to school in 2009 Cross state lines. I'm in California. He's in Arizona. Then he joined me. He was San Francisco, too, so you can't just drive over there. No. he's He then joins me in the state of California the following year. Because I went, like, in the winter That's semester. Right. Okay. Okay. So then he joins me in California, but he's a whopping six hours away in bumblefuck California, practically Oregon, and neither one of us have a car. So at that point, I saw him once a month. And I worked some sad little tutor job and saved up my whole tutor job just to buy a ticket for that Greyhound. And so I saw him once a month. Then he moved down. College life. Yeah. Then he moved down to California after a year. So basically altogether, we were probably long distance for like 15 months or 12 months total when you add it all together. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's still a long time. It was horrific. Especially after high school. Like, like, like what I mean is it's not any easier at any time, but when you're have your high school relationships and then you go to college, it's really, I feel like that's usually when everyone breaks up. Absolutely. It's when everybody breaks up. Yeah. So it was horrific. I mean, I can't say don't do it because it all worked out, but okay. But how do you, how do you make it work? Rules for a long distance relationship. (sighs) You have an unlimited texting plan. (laughs) (laughs) FaceTime now, I imagine. You didn't FaceTime then, did you? We did. Yeah. We had um, Skype. We use Skype. Okay. And then honestly, the things that I would say is you have to do the things that you would normally do together, even long distance. And so like like, watch TV and stuff. Yes. So that was the hardest thing for us to do is we used to like to, we were a TV homebody couple. And so Hulu was like new at the time. And so we would watch Hulu, get on Skype and press play at the same time and watch the same show and then like type to each other our reactions uh-huh. throughout the show. So it was as close to watching. the. So we watched like the entire series of Lost via the computer. Oh, that's kind of cool. So it, those things, I, you have to do those things. You together. have to get creative to create, create quality time. Absolutely. Yeah. Very creative. Yeah. And then there's all the other dirty stuff you have to do too. But I don't need to know about that. But that stuff, <laughs> but that stuff's important too. So yeah, use technology and do the things you would normally do. So like when I hear people who say they like cook dinner together or they yeah. like eat dinner together, some people think that sounds corny, but like, no, that sounds adorable. Like we should have done that where we like no, that makes ate sense. dinner together on the screen 
And that's like as close to eating dinner together as you're going to get. No, that makes sense. I remember when I was talking to um, one of the guys, well, the guy from Arizona, we were talking and I fell asleep on the phone and he just like stayed on the phone because he thought it was cute. Right. And I ended up waking up like whatever. But I remember liking that. And it was so weird because I never thought I would like that. But it was like if he was laying in bed with me and I like, yeah, because we, we were talking and yeah. then I fell asleep and then we started talking again. We did a lot of that. We fell asleep a lot on the phone. Yeah. And then it will also you just really need to over communicate. Yeah. There's a lot of over communication in a long distance relationship. And some people will find that annoying. And if you find that annoying, then a long distance relationship is not for you. Yeah. You really have to over communicate because that person's not there. And they don't see you so they don't understand what's going on every day yeah so it's it's fucking difficult i just feel like is it really that much harder than a close relationship because i feel like there's still a lot of difficult things like i just feel like it's one difficult thing trading in for another no because the physical presence of one another and the physical touch makes a difference like think of this you have a big fight with somebody Mm -hmm. and you say your sorries magically. And (laughs) at the end though, you can sit on the couch, hold hands, hug each other. Having a brutal cry fest fight and then having to close your computer is horrible. Okay. That makes sense. That's absolutely awful. Yeah. 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 So. Oof. No, that makes sense. When I hear people who have long distance relationship across time zones. So like, are we not, are we changing our mind on my international Nigerian love affair? Cause I'm going to marry a Nigerian man. No, I'm still all for it. Mainly because we can immigrate then. Okay. okay. Cause you'll sponsor me after That's that. That's like my new goal is I want a Nigerian divorced man with children. Who preferably lives who, in Europe. Who was in the military. And preferably lives in Europe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course. Anywhere in Europe. Well, no, I want to go to Africa. I mean, we can. We can still go visit his family. Yeah, we'll, we'll be the ones that vacation in Africa. Exactly. Vacation in Nigeria. Exactly. But we'll live in Europe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Preferably. Yeah, so that's my new thing. And I'm going to go on 90 Day Fiance. No, absolutely. Long, day, long distance relationships can work, but you have to be built for it. I feel like I'm built for it. You probably are. I don't feel like... That's the thing. I don't feel like many things scare me. If I'm with the right person, nothing was going to scare me. Oh, I have one more rule. Oh, yeah. You have to set up the times you're going to see each other in person. Mm, like, like plan it. You have to plan I it. I love a plan. You have to. We know. <laughs> we, you, but you have to. Even if it's like we are going to see each other. In, you have to set a cadence as much as you like possible. Like every third Sunday or weekend I'm of the month. I'm going to see you every three months. I'm going to see you once a year. Like I don't care when it is because that is literally what gets you through is counting down the days. Yeah. So you have to have that. kind. It can't just be like willy-nilly of like oh we'll figure something out eventually that is why i'm made for this i love a good plan (laughs) and i love facetime okay uh your turn yeah okay here's a good one rules for staying cool while growing older um okay so rules for staying cool when you're getting older i don't really try to be cool you also don't try to act like you're old either i know so you just (laughs) stay young here's the thing like i don't so I think I, I know what your rule is. Okay, what's my rule? Because I can't. Don't act your age. Absolutely. Act, act however you feel. And you, okay, here's the here's the story. I got a scooter for my birthday. Oh, she did. An electric scooter. My parents asked me, what do you want for your birthday, Christine? Your 36th birthday. And I was like, <laughs> an electric scooter. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing else in the world do I want but an electric scooter. And my parents were like, um. And they eventually caved and they got me an electric scooter. And... I love the scooter. It's like literally how I get around in my head. About to say, uh, <laughs> how she gets around. No, 
in any any place I move from here, like I have to be able to use the scooter. But here's the thing: when yeah, you scootability is extremely yeah, yeah. important factor. When you scoot alone, it's not that fun. Like unless you're scooting to go to the grocery store or scooting which like with an right errand, which yeah, you usually have stuff in your hands. Just to scoot for fun, it's it's not fun. It's not an exercise, not like bike riding, whatever. So it's not fun to do it by yourself. So I haven't really been able to scoot with anyone. But what I have done is, oh, if you didn't know this, my sister lives in the exact same apartment complex. On purpose. So that whole story actually backtrack where we always talked about how we would live together. In my head, I always thought we would live like literally together. <laughs> in the same house? Yeah, like like literally like maybe a guest house. Like I really, <laughs> I really like push my limits. So when we were coming here, I was like, I never pushed the idea of living in the same apartment complex because I'm like, they're married. They have their own life. Like I can't like intrude. But she said, you said it first. And I was like, I did. Yes. You were the one that mentioned it first. Like when we were looking at this apartment and I was like, oh my God, it's my dream. Like I was like, oh my God, my dream is coming true. Like we're going to be in the same building. And we thought we were actually going to be a floor apart. Yeah. Our, at first. our dream was to be able to go to each other's apartments without having to put on our bras or real clothes. And Absolutely. unfortunately, God was like, nah, can't do that. We're going to put you in the building next door, which we still don't have to wear real bras which for. Which means we're just across a driveway. L- literally a cul-de-sac. That's it. Yeah. Just across. That's it. So the scooter, I take the scooter to go to her apartment. So I drive my scooter down the garage. And sometimes I'm with the morning commuters. Because <laughs> <laughs> I'll go bring my laptop to her, her apartment and work. Yeah, I'm driving behind the cars, going to work. I drive out of my garage, across the cul-de-sac, up her garage, <laughs> down her hallway. And it's like the best scooting experience of my life. It's like... I've never been more excited. And I laugh every time I drive by a car because I'm like, I'm a grown ass woman on a scooter to go from one from building one to building three. Dressed in a bata. Yes. Dressed in a bata. <laughs> hair a mess. It takes me three minutes and it might take me five if I walked. <laughs> so, yeah, just just don't act your age. That's that was a good rule. I that, didn't think of that. That's your rule. Yeah. So that and get a scooter. I mean, that's a good one. Yeah. Depends on where you live, though. Okay. Last one for you. And we'll wrap this up. Okay. Okay. This is perfect. Rules for moving in with your significant other. You have experience on this. Yes. Okay. If I'm not going to lie, like, for real, give a real rule. Because I keep thinking about that. Because, like, I'm 36 years old. And at some point, I would like to. But I've never. And the older I get, the more scary it sounds. To be really honest. Because I have all this space to myself. And I like it. Okay, best of luck. (laughs) (laughs) No, I would just say, I think this rule is just my rule, period. Okay. And that is over-communicate. Everybody says, like, communicate. Yeah, yeah. Communication is key. Communication is key. Okay, but over-communicate and listen. Because you have to also understand what someone's saying. You do. But from at least from your own end, like, if the way he loads the dishwasher upsets you, (laughs) just tell him and actually i should revert that story because apparently the way i load the dishwasher upsets my husband (laughs) so like you these are like and because it's going to be the tiniest things yeah it's going to be like the way you load the dishwasher or oh okay here's my story i have it okay i also have a question about this my husband i'm getting upset just thinking about it (laughs) (laughs) he used to because he doesn't do it anymore he used to the water glass the water glass (laughs) he drinks out of the same cup all day long and then puts it and then he's done with that one cup at the end of the day totally fine he's trying to you know reuse dishes no judgment there um 
But when he's done with his water glass, he will put it next to the sink. <laughs> you heard me. Not in the sink, next to the sink. And I'm of the type of person that ends up having like five water glasses on my nightstand, which I'm not saying is a better trait. <laughs> but although I'm not good at putting them in the sink, I'm not putting them so rudely close to the sink, <laughs> but not in the sink. So one day I just lost it on him. And I'm like, if we're going to make it all the way to the goddamn kitchen, put it in the goddamn sink. Like, <laughs> what is so hard about that? That and is really weird. It, uh, but that's okay. But I can tell you why he does it. Why? Because because he gets this rule of like drinking out of one water glass from the way his family did it. They, sure. they didn't want to use multiple water Fair glasses. Enough. What he would do is instead of when he was done with his water, he would leave it on the kitchen counter and then he would go back to that glass every all, all throughout the day. So he would basically like have his water. His brother would have his water and, you know, he'd drink it, leave it there, go back and do what he's doing, then come back to his water, fill it up, drink it, leave it there. Right. So he would kind of go back and forth. OK, so it's like they it's like had, a water station. It's like a water station. But. OK, I, I still think it's a bit odd, but. Okay, but the way his counter was set up, it's like a L-shaped counter. So the, the the glass was a good two feet away from the sink. Oh, we move into a seven hundred square foot apartment where your biggest counter space is one foot by one foot. Yeah, put it in the fucking sink. <laughs> <laughs> and it's the end of the day, and we had plenty of glasses, so just <laughs> put it in the motherfucking sink. Okay, question on this because. Just question on this. I don't think I want to live with a boyfriend ever. Mm -hmm. I'll live with a fiance, but I don't really want to live with a boyfriend. What are your, uh, everyone will be like, well, you should live with someone before you marry them or whatever. And I have different opinions on that, but I want to hear what you have to say. I think you absolutely should live with someone before you marry them. But okay, fine. But does it have to be your boyfriend? Like in your opinion? No, it doesn't have to be your boyfriend or fiance, but mainly that's because I also have uh not always what i don't technically view marriage in the same sense as everybody else right so like i don't think the title matters mm -hmm. to me the title doesn't matter but if you have decided no matter the title that this is a person you are going to share your life with you need to move in with them as soon as possible okay okay so then then we are on the same page because i associate marriage with sharing your life with but I also associate living with someone in sharing my life with. But because I want to get married, that if I'm going to live with you, then we better be on the path to marriage, which is why I'm okay with living with my fiance. But if we're not on a path to marriage or uncertain about marriage, then I don't need to live with my boyfriend. That's fair because you could also, just to loosen that up, you could be on the path to marriage, but like he's saving for the ring. Sure, yeah. yeah so you so, technically move in with your boyfriend, but like if the two of you have not sat down and agreed that you are your person you see your future yes. you plan to you plan to get married maybe there are certain life circumstances that it's not happening at this moment or maybe it's your choice for it to not happen at this moment but like or you choose not to get married but if yeah. you have said we are committed you are my future you need to move in as soon as possible because okay. before you dive all the way fucking in yeah you need to know whether or not he has a laundry chair Okay, but then here's my argument to that. The laundry chair falls over because it's so fucking heavy. Like, put it in the hamper. But here's the thing. Like, 
again, this is coming from someone who hasn't lived with someone. So like, take that for what you want. But like, my thing is, is like, if you don't have a solid foundation, especially in conflict resolution, then why would a laundry chair break your relationship? Why would that be the reason why you don't get married? Like you should be able to have a healthy level of conflict resolution because when you move together, you are going to be annoyed as fuck, but it shouldn't prevent the marriage part if that's what you want. That's my like, I don't get why that's always the argument of you should live with someone before you get married. You should have, uh, I wouldn't disagree that you should have a healthy level of conflict resolution. However, you probably don't have it as much as you think you do. Ooh. Like, and that's the thing is like, we all come in thinking we know ourselves. True, and, we and then all like you're shocked. Yeah, and okay. then once you're living in it day in and day out, there are challenges that you don't expect. There are challenges that life throws you that you don't expect. And it's way different to share those experiences living in the same home mm-hmm, where you're living mm-hmm. the day to day. So even though you have a good foundation, so maybe rephrase the sentence, you should have a good foundation of conflict resolution. Absolutely. Yeah. But that does not equate to like, you've got it down. And mainly that's also because I theorize you never have anything down. Like it's, no, all, no. it's always evolving. I agree. agree. But yeah, um, you may think you know what you're doing, but um, then he's got a laundry chair. Or as, <laughs> as my husband explained to me, then you use every single utensil in the drawer and that irks him to shit. Okay. That's fair. All right. So we're, we're on the same page. It's not so much of a black and white have to be fiance, have to be this, but I for sure am not of the, we've been together six months. This is great. It seems convenient. Like this is all fun and games. Like, no, I, I, when I think about living with someone, I think about, I know that I plan to share my life with you, period. There's no doubts. There's no questions. Like we're on that path. It's going to happen. But I will say, I think at not even so much at my age, but the fact that I know that I, I'm so ready for what I want that I don't think I'd be able to live with someone and not have this pressure in my head of when is the ring coming? When are we getting married? So there does kind of have to be like, we need to be pretty ready. I mean, you'll figure that one out. Yeah. But that's just kind of how I feel. And I don't want to be that person that sabotages a relationship or puts stress on a person. If we aren't ready as a couple, when is the ring coming? Like, I don't want to have those arguments. Yeah, but those arguments happen because it's like, what's the reason why? What do you mean? Like, it's those arguments come from because what is the reason why you're quote unquote not ready for engagement? Oh, yeah. You know yeah, what yeah. I mean? Like, there are very Yeah, because if it's reasons. money, if it's practical, then that's different. Right. That's yeah. different. And you'll probably be able to be flexible with that because you're like, hey, he just got a new job and now whatever. Of course, or, yeah. So, like, there's very reasonable reasons that don't have anything to do with, like, lack of trust or lack of commitment or anything like that that are just like, no, there's real reasons. I guess the tricky part is, is what I'm saying is I will commit to living with someone if they have emotionally committed to spending their life with me. But, like, you don't actually know that. Well, that's a whole other different conversation. I know. And that's why I think the security of knowing we're engaged makes me feel better about moving in. Because in my head, you've battled that hurdle and we're on that same page. I think that's why I'm so like, I'll live with a fiance. I know it'll be depend on the person. I'm not saying it's like a hard and yeah. set rule, but like, I think that's why it's like, I want that emotional security of knowing they have committed and there isn't other obstacles that I'll find out later on. Sure. I mean, that is kind of the structure of engagement and marriage that it gives like this, this structure of commitment. It's ultimately a promise. Yeah. It's a promise. So you're like, yeah, this is going to happen. We're going to do it. Yeah. Yeah. So it makes sense. Future hubby, if you're listening to this, just know I'm waiting for the ring. She's not moving in just because her lease is up. Oh, hell no. That's what she's saying. Yeah, no. I'll live in my studio with my three animals. You can live with your bird. <laughs> okay, we'll do this one. Okay. Rules for online dating. You know oh, this one well? fuck. Okay. Okay. These are my 
evolved rules now. I've gone through many different phases. I will say now, don't try and talk to people, text message on the app for too long. Just get a few like pleasantries out. Do they have things you think you'll be you'll have in common? And just get on the phone. Talk to them, FaceTime them, meet them right away. You don't have to, like, I think people feel uh, scared over the idea of meeting them because they think it's so serious. It's like a first date. It's like, no, it's a meeting. It doesn't. Even like FaceTime on the phone seems fair. Like, that seems yeah. like a valuable first step. 100%. Before even meeting in person. See if they look the way they look in their pictures, if you'd even want to, like, see them in person. And you get some mannerisms from someone that really, really bring context. I will actually say, uh, recently, someone that we thought would be promising, well, not promising, whatever, he was hot. <laughs> But like he was really hot in his pictures. We talked on the phone and it was a nice conversation. I enjoyed it. Like it was it was fine. I didn't have complaints, but I felt very neutral. But his voice was very monotone. Like he didn't have a lot of inflection in his voice. When I FaceTimed him and I saw the expression in his face, that immediately changed the game. I was like, oh, you're really attractive. You're funny. You're this. Whereas before I'm like, I think you're funny. I think we have chemistry. But like I needed to see the in-person. So yeah, I just say don't even don't even try and talk to someone if you're really trying to meet someone. Don't waste your try- time trying to like text all day. Not to mention, even though we live in a digital age, women still fall in love with their e- ears. Men fall in love with their eyes, like off the bat. Mm-hmm. So why are we texting? Yeah, literally doesn't make sense. Yeah. So rip yeah. it off, meet the person right away, or talk to them. Yeah, and especially since you don't have to meet people all the way. Like it's it's pretty fucking convenient now. Just FaceTime or call them. Yeah. It's so fucking easy. I know. I always try to like get people on FaceTime as yeah. soon as I can. That seems extremely, that seems really valid. Like well, you I don't try have to, get, to go and meet someone in person and get dressed up and waste your time. I know there's a lot of effort that comes with that. I mean, I don't know, but I hear. <laughs> <laughs> I've heard about this. So at FaceTime, like all you have yeah. to do, it's just like a job. All you got to do is dress from the waist up and put your face on. Half the effort, safety from your home but you still at least get a little more information that might be helpful in figuring out if this person is worth your time. Or just do what I do. Don't put any effort in. Oh, sure, yeah. Because... There's always the Christine way. Because here's the thing. My mentality is, if you like me at my natural state, it only goes up from here. She says that, but it's not <laughs> like she's getting on there with her do-rag and her bata, okay? Okay, like, that's true. Like, I'm not... Okay, she, let's, we've had let's long rephrase. conversations regarding the items of clothing let's that she's rephrase. not allowed to show a boyfriend until a certain point. I'm talking about my natural homeostasis state. <laughs> I'm not talking about my go-to-bed preserve my homeostasis Wait, let's let's give you context as to what her natural homeostasis state is it's, it's no a, makeup no right? makeup messy bun gym clothes halo of frizz halo of frizz <laughs> it's 100%. not just messy bun it's halo of frizz <laughs> it's, it's, a, it's a frizz framing effect <laughs> and messy bun not, no makeup like you know 100 percent and now, maybe her coke bottle glasses on. now what i may have to do to preserve that look <laughs> might be a little different i'm not talking about that i'm talking about the way the rest of the world sees me and my most natural leisurely state which i mean that's <laughs> literally what we look like every day yeah but Since when working I, from home yeah, yeah 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 so yeah you could do that if you like like i remember when i was younger in like i don't know college or high school i think it was one of our aunts she would she she didn't she wasn't giving me shit but she she was jokingly giving me shit about how like I was just going out looking like a bum and she was like but what if you meet someone and I was like well if they like the way I look now then like it's gonna be great when I put on makeup and a real bra like I don't understand what the problem is (laughs) like I put on a push-up bra and some makeup 
he's gonna be like holy shit this is a supermodel you're absolutely right i was in disguise (laughs) honestly though i wouldn't disagree with that like unless you're someone who thoroughly does that for yourself yeah yeah which lots of women do do you for you yeah um you i see you in your matching lululemon outfit okay wait look i don't even think that's true i don't even think it's lululemon like but that's how little i know okay (laughs) (laughs) i don't even think it's lululemon who's got the matching outfits but that's how little i know about how to get a matching outfit but no if that's how you like it then go for it but if you are like the santiago sisters (laughs) who live in pajamas 24 7 (laughs) And, and go shopping for things that are pajama-esque but, but can pass as clothing <laughs> and down to our footwear if you are us then just go out in that state and don't wear the t-shirt with the holes in it okay? yeah like, yeah or the you, armpit stains okay like don't wear don't be me and have wear, some respect don't be me and wear your NSYNC t-shirt from 2001 okay oh my god when I FaceTimed that guy that we were just talking about yeah. I had my NSYNC t-shirt on do you still have yours too yeah Mason is like when will that rag die <laughs> and I'm like it will die when I die it's from 2001 I also still have a dare t-shirt from 99 oh my god those t-shirts when they're with you me. still have my you have my Central Valley t-shirt my elementary sweatshirt sorry mm-hmm. i think it says like 97 on it and yeah i still have it and it still fits <laughs> <laughs> that's how that's how big they got it because she was a tiny child she was a <laughs> stick and yet it fits me as a 30 year old lady but yeah that's that's nor- neither here nor there just wear what makes you comfortable because yeah when you do dress up they practically pass out yeah and that's the effect we're looking for through marriage i can tell you right now exactly that's the effect i literally put on overalls and i just like put on an outfit that looks put together and my husband's like you look so cute today and i'm like oh my thank you <laughs> all i did was put on denim <laughs> <laughs> trick them ladies I, trick that's all i did is i put on denim <laughs> and that and a five dollar crop top from target and that was all and he's all like oh you look so cute and i'm like i know <laughs> Oh my God. So funny. Well, anyway, that was a lot more funnies than serious, but that was a good time. Was it supposed to be serious? I don't even, I mean, it's technically the breakthrough room. Even when we get and talk about our childhood trauma, it's still going to be jokes and laughs. That's true. That's true. That's our fam. That's how we were raised, but it's just, uh, yeah. Anyway, that was a lot of fun. (laughs) I can't wait to talk about our childhood trauma. It's going to be, we should do it again. Such a blast. (laughs) Yes, of course. (laughs) Can't wait for that. Anyway, Thank you for uh, talking to me on the microphones. It's full circle, though. I mean, from the video, music videos that us, you and our cousin did, like, it's all full circle. You're right. Eventually. I mean, listen, I'm still not on camera, which is all I've ever wished for. Yeah, so when we were younger, me and my cousin would make these videos during the summer when she would come over. We would make, like, I don't know. We just came up with skits, and my sister would only record. I remember that one movie where you guys were, like, teenagers, (laughs) and you went to prom, and you died in a car accident. Like, it was, like, let's just clarify. Ditsy and Ditsier? Ditsy and Ditsier, yeah! (laughs) That was it! They, like, literally made up the plot as they went. So, like, there was no no planning of any of these videos or commercials, or we did a modeling show once. Oh, my God. MTV Music Awards, you remember that? Oh, my God, the Music Awards, yeah. Yeah. All those things. But they very much, like, plotted these things out, so we would shoot a scene, and and then they would decide the very next moment what we were going to do in the story. Yeah. So, yeah, this is full circle. Full circle. Well, thank you for joining me again. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> Can't wait for next time. <laughs>